Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bump Podcast, episode number 263. Is your pals Mario and Brian? Mario, what's up? Getting ready, getting excited. It's about that time. I, I got to start planning stuff because that's how I get motivated. Yeah, I just watched a couple of videos this week, which I guess is kind of a little sneak preview for the main topic. A couple of videos, a couple of movies that just got me so fired up. Yeah, to get on the snow and like and you this said, is the we're movie seeing, time of year. Yeah, you know? we're seeing reports of snow from all over the place. Opening days are going to start coming in waves in the next two weeks or so. Yeah. So it's it's starting to get that time. So we're all getting excited here. We hope you're getting excited. Thank you so much for listening. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We are on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped at Podcast. Send us an email. Skibumpodcast at gmail.com. If you want stickers, hit us up. We'll send you those. Either DM us on Instagram or send us an email. You know, if you're like our buddy, Angel Collinson, you can respond to the comments we made on the podcast, which yes. was very nice. Yes. Angel, if you're listening, thank you so much again. Thank you. She, she listened last week. We talked about her and her uh, her retirement from skiing. And Somebody got cool. word to her to listen. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> people people know us. Like, we're sort of a big deal. So it was yeah. cool to see her comment on it. And it's funny. I've, I've posted, like, I've tagged her and stuff before. And the best time to do it is in the summertime because no one's tagging skiers in the summer because everyone's <laughs> doing summer stuff. But he's doing so stuff. My my little guy was looking at Powder Magazine. He had it in his hand and there was a picture of her in the back. It was like, a, I think it was a North Face ad. And I tagged her. I'm like, I'm like, he likes this more than he likes Sesame Street. He's like, oh my God, that's so cute. So Very she's cool. awesome. We're awesome. Synergy, cohesion. Good Everybody's things happening. Everybody's awesome. Everybody's time, awesome. Everybody's awesome. Dude, there's a lot of love. A lot of love in the ski world. There's a lot of love in the world. You just got to look for it. <sighs> you you turn stop. the TV off and there's love around you. You have to stop wearing hate-colored glasses and start yeah. realizing the love is all around you. There's a lot of bad fake shit on, in the media. Just ignore it and just love the people around you. They just want to keep you scared all the time. That's part of their doctrine. The Russians were starting this in the 60s. Keep Be you scared. people afraid. They say if you can keep people afraid for two whole months, you can officially brainwash them. So you know what? Don't be afraid. Use some kettlebells. Go for a walk. That's right. Do a few push-ups. You won't be scared of shit. Say hello to your neighbor. Don't worry about pronouns. And just keep, you know, just do your thing. We're all humans. Be human. Yeah. So even the dog's being human. Speaking of humans. <laughs> Dogs being human. That's Dogs awesome. being human. We've transcended. He agrees. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of love, Paradise Skis. Check them out. ParadiseSkis.com. Use the code SKIBUM15. 15% off. What do they do? They make seriously fun skis. If you're watching the video, you can look behind me. That. Right that over there. Way. There you go. Look at that. Paradise Skis, the red skis. They're all about making skiing as fun as possible. Whether that's shredding laps in Hawaiian shirts, bringing the parking lot upright, or getting up early for that huge backcountry objective, it's our mission to build skis and snowboards that allow our customers to enjoy every single day in the mountains. So go to paradiseskis.com. Ski bump 15. You get 15% off. They got the red, which is what I got back there. Boom. Boom. Blue, backcountry. The red's resort. B's backcountry. And they got the green. If you're a snowboarder like Jake Burton, you don't want to use a Burton, which would be weird if you were Jake <laughs> Burton because he is Burton. Is Burton. 
they got a green, which is a split board, which is pretty cool. So check them out. And thank you to Paradise Skis. Mario, let's kick it off the way we always do. It's time for our prey today. So for our prey, I think long and hard about our prey. And yeah, I took a few bong hits before. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I total transparency. Um, we respect that. We respect it. And, you know, I had a few pre-beers and I, I think sometimes I just kind of go overboard. But today I was thinking about it. I was like, what am I going to drink? I got some Florida beers in the fridge, but with all the news and all the stuff going on, it's kind of pumpkin season and getting towards Thanksgiving. I thought about pumpkin beer, but didn't go that way. Mm. I was like, I'm feeling a little ski worthy now. And then I start thinking about Vermont and Burlington and just going up there and just kind of being in the, in the, you know, the place we used to, our old stomping ground. And I decided to go for boom. Is that a double sunshine? It's the same. Oh, a sip of sunshine. Yes. So I got the double sun. Well, I got the sip of sunshine glass. I I don't know if this is the double. I think this might be the double sunshine. No, this is sip of sunshine. So I got the sip of sunshine glass when I was up there the last time, which was not last year. It was pre-COVID. Um, oh. So I'm drinking the sip of sunshine out of the sip of sunshine glass. That let's, is very meta. That's a beautiful try, thing. Let's try the first. It's very Facebook meta. God very damn, Facebook I hate that meta. stupid. The metaverse. You're in I, it right I just now. have to say, I hate, I hate Facebook. I just, I have to say it. Total there transparency. Total transparency. Yeah. If you like go to our Facebook page, you'll see we really don't really interact with our audience which is no offense to you we love you we just don't love facebook so exactly everything from instagram goes to facebook and that's where it ends but guess that's who owns instagram facebook yeah meta. facebook meta meta, meta world um, peace i hate Am- uh, amazon alexa too because i think you should focus more on love than you she do does some hate. creepy shit today she started playing music in another room while i'm talking to my wife i'm like what is going on like, and my wife thought like it's haunted. I'm like, no, it's just a stupid machine. And it's well, just the crazy thing through. about it is how far away it can hear you. Yeah. And That's I didn't say anything remotely to close to Alexa because I had one in the room and the, the one in like two rooms over went off. I was like, what the hell? So, so my son, a couple weeks ago, he wanted to hear the incredible soundtrack. So he started like, Alexa, play the Incredibles. We also have like a fire stick. And somehow the two of them are in cahoots and he <laughs> found a way to buy the Incredibles through Amazon. <laughs> I was like, like, why do we have, like, why did I get charged 20 bucks on Amazon? That's and I'm like, awesome. I'm like, why is the Incredibles playing on the TV? I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I just was like, <laughs> I mean, remember when they off? first came out with the Alexa, like people were accidentally buying a bunch of shit from Alexa and it was just getting delivered. Like, I don't understand why this is getting delivered. And yeah. like, Oh, you bought it from. So I don't, know, I think while they cleaned it up, there's other versions, like other enhancements they do. And it opens that ability up. And then you got incredible costumes and figurines showing up to your door because, Hey, wanted to watch the incredible. Yeah. But then it's always asking, like he'll, he'll, he listens to a lot of animal sounds. And now he's like, Oh, play zookeeper and play. And there's a car sound to like, so it's, you know, plays like Ford Mustangs and Porsches Aww. and Ferraris. And, and That's then awesome. they always like sneak, but they sneak in like, Hey, do you want to pay for, do you want the paid version of it? Like it's it like, only going to yes. cost you like 30 bucks. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. 
do you want a Ferrari? We'll send one to your home. Yeah, like, seriously, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, your Ferrari's here. <laughs> no, Daddy, my Ferrari's here. Yeah, right. Yeah. It finally came. Yay. Thanks. That's funny. So you, you, so you hate Alexa. Yeah, you know, I have the yin and yang with Alexa. I got a lot of switches and everything's smart wired in the house for Alexa. So if it wants to be an asshole, it's, it does what it does. You know, it doesn't turn on the light, turns on the light, shuts it right off, pisses my wife off, pisses me off. We have like shouting matches with Alexa. It's just, you know, we get like tech not rage. Tech it's not rage, healthy. Not healthy. No. So usually I just kind of chill out. I say, Whatever it's a machine, it's imperfect. You need a mantra. We you need a mantra. It. Exactly. Just, just kind of relax. She has no soul. Don't worry. That's right. Serenity now. <laughs> <laughs> but the sip of sunshine puts me right to serenity now because uh, this is damn delicious. Mm. If anybody hasn't had sip of sunshine and is, li- is listening to this, maybe for the first for? time, we always talk about sip of sunshine. This is one of the. It used to be the white whale. Now it's found everywhere, but everywhere in the Northeast. But it's delicious. I remember before COVID, you know, that that crazy, insane time, only two short years ago. <laughs> Do you remember when we were at, I think you were there with us at Killington and everybody had a sip of sunshine at the umbrella bar? There must have been, yes. I don't know, 30 some people that had it and they were 12 bucks a pop. You just want to walk through and start slapping them out of the hands. Like, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. What'd you what do is, for it? What's it going to cost up and order. now? If if inflation is running rampant at 6%, I mean, are we talking, like, is this going to be like a $15 can of beer? Well, they were talking about gas going up 50%. Food in uh, some food products were going up like 15%, some of them 20%. Like, and then there's the 5% overall, like the, was the government comes out with the, inflation number and this year is like one of the highest ever is like five percent 1990 like 6.2 percent yeah 6.2 like so it's pretty high so they give a sip of sunshine i mean now just if you were pricing things in bitcoin and not u.s dollars everything's going down in price that's true let it be known everything's getting cheaper it's all getting cheaper getting cheaper well is there somewhere you can buy can you buy a sip of sunshine with Bitcoin? Because now you got a you got a deal. You buy it in Bitcoin, sell it in dollars, put it back into the Bitcoin. I believe I have a project this weekend. You could <laughs> you could sip a sunshine launder right into your Bitcoin. Sip a sunshine yeah. launder. That's right. <laughs> you could launder your crypto into into sip of sunshine and then turn it into cash. Actually, like that it. is like a way to launder your Bitcoin without paying taxes on it, right? I'm gonna have to delete this. A few cases part at a time of the, of the podcast. I think for distribution, a few cases a day. That's allegedly. it. Allegedly, yeah, right. I like I like this idea. And if anybody from the mafia is listening that needs to launder money, you could contact Brian. Don't contact me. I don't want to hear from you guys. I may get I may get whacked. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of getting whacked, I was got? having the same thoughts as you, thinking uh-huh. about fall skiing but i embraced my pumpkin my pumpkinness your pumpkin pump, roots pump pump sanity <laughs> i've only had one pumpkin beer this whole fall so far and it was the one i talked about a few weeks ago it was that cane brewing with rook the they did that 
I can't remember the word when two people. Brooks the coffee together. one, right? Brooks was the collaboration. Coffee. Collaboration. That's the word. Yeah. You know, used it all the time. The collaboration they did. And that was last year. I saved it. Drank it this year. It was awesome. They're doing them this year again. Haven't gotten any of those so yet. You drank one allowed. from last year. It's from last year. That's aged. aged so it's not from last year. Out. It's aged one year. Bingo. Like a fine wine. Well, now this other beer that I have right now has also been aged. How long? Not as well. I mean, from last year also. Last year we stocked up. Dude, I keep thinking drinking. you're going to do four locos. I mean, yeah, I want to hear yeah, something yeah. aged for like, how long is that? 10 years? When did we go to Outer Banks? 11 years. Holy crap. It's 2010. <laughs> it's over a decade old. It's I older mean, than your son. It's way older than my son. Yeah. He's your oldest child and it's like three times older than him. Yeah. So this beer was purchased last year. And I'm guessing they still make it this year. It was really good. And yeah, I don't know that changed everything. Perhaps they don't. So I have a Schlafly pumpkin oh, ale. I like Schlafly. This is one of the best pumpkin beers you can get because it's not overly You're out pumpkin. Of Illinois, right? It's sweet. St. Louis, I think. St. Louis. All right. Yeah, St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, that's one of the best pumpkins, I think. Now, it was bottled with love on 8-24-2020. That was a long time ago. But with love, so but with love, and I think the love is actually helping it keep its pumpkinness it strong. Still a little bubbly. This comes in it. This is a pretty heavy duty one. Eight percent for pumpkin wow. ale. Yeah, it comes in pretty good. It's got a ale brewed with pumpkin, and with spices added, cinnamon, nutmeg, and clove, hmm. but not too overpowering. Just a little bit of pumpkin flavor, a little bit of spice. It's really just tasty now very nice can't have too many of them obviously eight percent it's nice to smooth things out or finish a meal off or start a as a cocktail with yeah start a podcast it's like a cocktail for the podcast it smells stronger than it tastes like you Mm. get a lot of that you know clove cinnamon nutmeg on the nose but when you drink it it's it's more aily it's like a so do they do you think they brew it with pumpkin i think that one they might right I would think so, yeah. Because the weird part is I was watching a show and they were saying there's a lot of things that are pumpkin spice that don't actually have any pumpkin in it. So if it has a little bit of pumpkin, yeah, you're getting like a natural pumpkin flavor. And isn't that what you kind of want? Like the spice is nice, but if you're missing the pumpkin, it's like getting the plate without the pumpkin pie. You know well, what pumpkin saying? doesn't have too much flavor. It really it does doesn't. need a lot of help. Right. That's why the... The one that I'm going to send you, which is still waiting to send you, <laughs> that's really pumpkin flavored. It's not pumpkin spice flavored. Is that Gord's Gone Wild? Gord's Gone Wild. That's <laughs> Tampa Bay Brewing Company. Or is that, that's is one that? of the best names for beers. I love that. Gord's Gone Wild. <laughs> Gord's Gone Wild. And it's in Florida. It's fitting. It's perfect. All right. So with that. Let's go to Ski News. Now we're recording this on 11-11, Veterans Day. So shout out to all of our, our wonderful veterans who defend freedom. Something that a lot of our politicians don't even do these days. A lot of people take this for granted. I think sad. most people at this point are taking it for granted, which is pretty pretty demented. So it's how, just how strange yeah. things have become. But you on this woke, veteran, you got to understand who defended your freedom. That's and true. All those men and women that defended their freedom, they're heroes. Yeah. So yeah. you could say other people are heroes for doing other things. That's great. But these heroes gave you freedom. You have 
to be the people you want to be today. Exactly. And you're all a bunch of bitches. I'm just saying. <laughs> and konnichiwa bitches. <laughs> konnichiwa bitches. Because you know what? I don't think you could stand in the shoes of a World War II veteran. Um, forget about it. There wouldn't be a whole lot of... Uh, that was some crazy shit. Wouldn't be a whole lot of people with, you know, asking about their pronouns, storming Normandy Beach. That's for sure. That's right. So the father of adaptive skiing was a World War II vet who lost his leg in combat. And there's a cool new video from Idea Stream, which highlights the impactful life of Paul Limecooler on the sport of adaptive skiing. Limecooler lost his leg in World War II and started his own prosthetics company when he returned from war. He is credited with being one of the first adaptive skiers in the country and is the inventor of the outrigger device that provides additional support to amputee skiers. Dude, so everybody's really, seen those around, right? Yeah, and if you don't know what we're talking about, where you would have ski poles as a as a regular skier, the folks who are doing the adaptive skiing almost have like a little ski on the outside on their poles, and they um, they kind of rest their forearms in there. <laughs> it's almost like the recumbent bike. What the recumbent bike is to biking, this is to skiing. Like it's like they sit down and they kind of right, and they have the, yeah. And, you know, some folks, depending on what condition they're in, might need to be in one of those sleds. And yeah. the sleds you see, they have the, you know, those adaptive outriggers too. While he, in this the video here, he's actually on one leg with the outriggers. That's awesome. It's pretty awesome. And, you know, it's it just shows when you when you love doing something, you'll find a way to keep doing it. And it's, it's a cool documentary. It's inspiring. We'll post the link in the show notes if you want to check it out um and so you know, all the bad shit we hear these days on the news this is one of the things that like it really moved me i was like this is really cool like this guy found a way to kind of keep doing the sport that he loved right yeah changed his life created a whole business around it because he wanted to keep doing it and, and he helped others helped you know? others too helped a lot of people find hope and you know positivity and because think about it, before this like you go years back, you go World War One, and there was no there was no prosthetics. People were just like, sorry, you're gonna be a gimp for the rest of your life. There's no prosthetic. You know what I mean? Like you you can fashion something together, but then they started creating like really nice prosthetics and moving the needle for like, you know, adaptive things. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. too, because you look at, you know, again, World War II veteran. I forget what the percentage is, but we've looked at it before. How many of ski resorts that were opened after World War II were done by veterans? And it was yeah. a big percentage. I think it was in the 70s, maybe 70 percent ish. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, hell, I mean, they, so this kind of work led to the technology led to starting the technology for people today. Right. So now you, you even had the, the guy, which we don't talk about him. It's sad that he wound up being like a psycho killer, but the guy that was in the Olympics, right. That was huge for Oh, Oscar Pistorius. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't talk about him anymore, but that was pretty amazing. You know, if you think about it, like he was, he was in the Olympics, he was running that fast. He was able to qualify and be at that level, uh, with two prosthetic, you know, uh, the blades, the, the, whatever the running blades they had, but you know, again, like without somebody like this to, to, to start that, 
how far back would we be right now? Right. You think about that. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. All right. Next up, we have firing of legendary skier John Egan by Sugarbus Resort sparks a petition from angry locals. Now, I think we mentioned this a few times. Uh, this has been news for a while. Um, yeah, this but, happened last September. Yeah, when he got terminated, and it was kind of a surprise, I guess, to the to everybody outside the Sugarbush bubble. But inside the Sugarbush bubble, I guess they were going through a lot of changes anyway. And um, yeah, the big change was they actually sold to, I guess, Altera. And that happened, I think, the year before that. And they started making some management changes and stuff. So just kind of, I guess they decided to move a different way. And uh, so I guess locals in Vermont, you know, people that are in the area, frequent the resort, started a petition. And um, they... um, Dan, we've had on the show, and, and we didn't really talk to him about about it that much. Uh, we talked about it off air with him, off air a little bit, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of you know, Dan and 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 John were were skiing in Sugarbush in, in seventy eight, and they described him as boldest, innovative skiers, and and that was kind of it was nice to have Sugarbush as part of that. And then I guess you know, uh, John went back to. Um, Sugarbush, and he was like the—he was essentially the local pro, right? Like, kind of. It's almost like when we went to Jackson Hole, you have Tommy Moe's, the local pro skier, right? Like Johnny yeah. was that to Sugarbush, and every resort has like you know a local Peekaboo Street. Like you have you know different people, uh, Donna Weinbrecht at Killington, right? Like so, there's people that have like a almost like a home, you know a home mountain so to so to speak where they've either been or been adopted to um so yeah they started this petition and um the locals were upset so they are petitioning Altera Mountain um and they actually put it together and said they're they're saying uh they they want him back they didn't you know like what they did and they have uh 3700 signatures supporting them right now uh which is a pretty large amount if you think it's not like you're going out across the entire country you're going to you know the local sugarbush area and whoever hears or knows about it um so yeah they're saying it's it's a detriment to their their local ski area and the programs and and the visibility so um I don't know why Altera wouldn't go back on this. Like, it's just a little weird, right? Like it seems short-sighted. It seems like a short-sighted on paper. Oh, we can cut this expense and on on paper, it looks like a good idea, but in reality, it really is just, you know, ripping apart the soul of, of the resort. I mean, I got the chance to ski with John up there at sugar bush two years ago, right before everything went to hell. And the guy is, so kind he start COVID? humble <laughs> probably <laughs> just just a great just a giant vessel of ski knowledge and history and i mean That's just awesome. the, the places he's been the things he's done the stories he has i mean we chatted at lunch for like a half an hour we got to chat in the lift with him got to meet his son who was just a complete ripper like just 
I mean, nice. unreal. Just when you think of Sugarbush, you think of John Egan and the yeah. fact that they, and it was weird the way it was done too. Like it was kind of on the down low. It wasn't like a big announcement. Like, Hey, here you, here you were getting rid of John. It was like, now he's just kind of not here anymore. It's just moved on. Yeah. And that's why it's kind of weird now that it's a big deal again. It's almost as if people didn't realize it till a little bit later on. Well, and, and you know, the way it was positioned was almost like, that's how you would, some people learn about it, right? They're going to learn about it after the fact. But I think it's pretty telling when the local community starts to petition, when you're getting, he's, he's getting pressed for the fact that you fired him and you haven't rethought your decision to say, maybe this is a bad PR move. Like this is somebody that was iconic to the area. So it would just seem like if you're at Altera, you're asking the question, look, we spent a ton of money on marketing. Why are we getting this bad press from a decision that probably didn't cost them nearly as much as the benefit he was giving to the mountain as being there? You know what I mean? They were getting way more than they were probably paying him. Oh, for sure. Out of the deal. Yeah, for sure. I'm surprised nobody's like figured that out and said, hey, why'd you do this? You know, like, can we bring him back? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that people are are sticking up for him. And it's, you know, with anything in life these days, you know, if you are upset mm-hmm. and a, a big company or a government does tries to do something to you, you really do have to stand your ground. You have to stand up and let them and send a message. Otherwise, they're just going to keep walking all over everybody. You know, if it's not your turn in the barrel right now, it may be soon. So, yeah. So stand up for your, it your seems like a yourself. legit petition, not the one that I signed to get um, Jeff Bezos to eat the Mona Lisa like that. I want him to eat the Lisa. Yeah, I, I really did. I was like, is he going to buy it? He's got to buy it and then eat it. That'd be great. And that we couldn't prevent something. him from coming back from out of space. Like we couldn't do that either. So, yeah. so best of luck to John. And I, I hope, I mean, wherever the guy's going to fall that the, whoever's going to get him as an ambassador or whatever he plans to do next. And he was the chief recreation officer, which sounds like the best title ever. Someone is going to, he's going to end up somewhere and they're going to benefit tremendously from having him. So, so you know how a lot of areas have like one skier, like ex pro skier. That's like their guy, like at the mountain. Mm-hmm. What if a mountain just decides we're going to collect and we're going to try to get the best. We're going to get like the dream. Like the expendables. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like the, like the, um, like the ski, like Marvel, like the, uh, you know, the, the Avengers, um, the Avengers of like skiing, like we're Avengers. Tommy Mo, we're gonna get Johnny and Danny can uh I don't know who else to, Johnny Mosley. Uh just just get all <laughs> just one, one resort. One resort. But like, hey, you know what? I I ran into so and so. I ran into so and so on the lift. I was in the lodge. I saw you know, like just start running to people. The lift know? tickets at that establishment will be six hundred dollars a day. But you'd be bumping into like I saw I saw Lindsay Vaughn just, you know, <laughs> hanging out like the best is you do it at like a place in the Poconos, like Camelback. Yeah, that's right. Camelback hires all these people. Somebody with a ton of money just dropping like, I'm going to have all the superstars. Screw you mountains. I'm taking all your pros. You got nobody. Who you got? You got nobody. One season. That's right. <laughs> the ultimate season. <laughs> the ultimate season. It's kind of like Vegas doing a residency, right? Just like- Sort of, yeah. Get them all at the same place, just doing doing residency, quote unquote, residency at your mountain for like, signing to like a 10-year deal. That's it. Right? You get a contract. 
Not a bad idea. You're driving a snowcat now. I, I don't care. Like I see a peekaboo street driving a snowcat. <laughs> <laughs> so, Johnny Mosey was putting up the cones this morning. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but it's magical. Oh, my God. Paying a well, shitload of money just to do stuff. Speaking of magical, <laughs> it was announced just a few weeks ago that Nordica, they have announced their new Santa Ana and Enforcer Unlimited skis. Boom. So this is a big deal because the Enforcer and Santa Ana have won countless awards over the last, I know, at least the last six or seven years because I bought a pair of them. They're not behind me right now. They're actually somewhere else. I don't know where they are right now. See, this is get big tuned up because it means you got to buy another pair of damn skis. Oh, you have no idea what I'm going to be buying. I think I'm well, going to talk to Chip and be like, Chip, how do I get to try these skis? Well, these, are gonna be, these are going to be limited this year. You know, I'd be cool if they gave me a pair next year, but I may be buying another pair of skis anyway. I, uh, I'll talk to you about it offline. Ooh, ooh offline it's really conversation not that big of a deal. Conversation. It's, it's, yeah. I'm just, I just want to buy more skis. That's really all it comes down to. You think he has a betting problem, but it's a, a ski buying problem, but it's That's not right. really a problem. Worst problems to have. It's not a problem. So Nordica had been one of the few brands that was not making any explicitly touring specific skis, but that changed with the introduction of the new Santa Ana and Enforcer Unlimited. So they're going to be in limited quantities this season and then broader availability in the 2022-2023 season. So it's not going to be like where they make cars, where it's like we have the Fiero Limited, which is limited to the amount they could sell. Exactly. It's actually limited to a number. So this is off of Blister Review, and they actually took the skis out and have tested them already. But they're saying that the skis share the same rocker and shape profile as the regular ones do. But the big difference comes down to construction. Most notably, the unlimited skis ditch the metal layers, except for a small binding reinforcement plate, and use a lighter carbon fiberglass pre-preg laminate. And the unlimited skis also get a thinner top sheet material and thinner edges, all of which adds up to a reported 43% drop in weight relative to the standard versions. That said, the unlimited skis use a poplar beach core and Nordica could have certainly gone with a lighter wood and or lighter laminate. So it doesn't seem like they're going for the absolute lightest skis on the market. Instead, opting to try to strike a good balance between low weight and downhill performance. Nice. So this is actually super cool because again, I've been a huge enforcer fan over the last bunch of years. I've had them for, I think four years now or five years. They have been a blast. They've gotten me through all kinds of different stuff. You got to get new ones. Yeah. They just, (laughs) they just do everything well, which is nice. And to have a pair that's lighter, and able to be more easily taken uphill, like this is a this is a no brainer. So these are going to be super cool. I'm sure they're going to sell out. Probably already sold out at this point because they are doing it in limited numbers. But yeah. can't wait to give these bad boys a a trial. Hopefully in the near future. Tomorrow, love them. Yeah, they they look pretty cool. Yeah. Again, maybe not the northeastern crust. You need like some snow, but. They would be good. Kind of like yeah. your black crows. There you go. <laughs> right. Yep. Very cool. All right. So next up we have 
Oh, Ski Utah announced their opening days. Yeah, it's weird because Snowbird and Alta have all this snow ready. And I yeah, guess how'd you that happen? Go. Just kinda, That's just, just where they are. Piled up, right? They just get dumped on. Damn. So I guess they're you can I, I guess the operations aren't open, but you can hike up. I guess that's if you had a pair of enforcer unlimiteds, it would be wonderful to hike up. That's right. And then ski down. But yeah, they're uh we're, well, if you had some touring away. bindings on your red skis behind you, maybe you'd be able to use them. This is Same. true. This is true. <laughs> Did you ever get those bindings? They're on my floor right here, right next to them. I have to get them waiting. mounted. It's waiting, pre-mounting. Yeah. You got to get them mounted before the season. For sure. <laughs> yeah, opening dates. All right, let's go. Alta Ski Area. Nine days until open, November 20th. Uh, Beaver Mountain, TBD. Uh, Brian Head, eight days. So November 19th. Uh, Brighton, TBD. Um, Cherry Peak, TBD. Deer Valley, 23 days. So is Deer Valley on like that schedule where they have the, the whatever, the national park thing going where they can't open before a certain date? I don't know if they're on that national. I, I really don't know. I, yeah. I think they always do it the week after Thanksgiving. Ah, everybody have their turkey and then go skiing. Uh, Eagle Point, 36 days. So I don't know how they're coming up with these late days. Um, that's what I'm thinking. They might be on, uh, you know. Well, Eagle the other Point is TV. significantly further south. Oh, okay. So maybe they know the season. Why, yeah. yeah, they got nothing out there right now. Their base is zero. Yeah, Alta has 32 inches. How does Alta have 32 inches already? It's just what Alta does craziness uh let's see nordic valley tbd uh opening to be announced so nordic valley is one of the ones when i was in ogden they were like we should we should have tried to ski nordic valley and uh i get because that they've added some enhancements last year and then covid you know was really a down year but that's supposed to be pretty good i think that's on my radar is it just nordic skiing or is it actually no, see alpine that's the well. the misnomer. It's called Nordic Valley, but it has alpine skiing. Like oh, okay, primarily alpine. Very confusing. Yeah, but uh, we were talking to some people like on the trip I went, and they were saying it's a pretty pretty nice area. And the fact that they added, I think they added a six chair. Or they added they had something some big enhancement that they were like, oh, that would be something to put on the map. So, um, let's see, Park City nine days till open, November nineteenth. Um, they don't have they their base is still at zero inches. They're saying, uh, Powmow TBA to be announced. Um, they do a lot of actual natural snow anyway. Uh, snow base in the same thirteen days, November twenty fourth. So Thanksgiving weekend, Snowbird twenty days, December first, Solitude eight days, November nineteenth. They got twenty four inch base already. Uh, Sundance, 29 days, zero, zero inch base and Woodward park city. Uh, Woodward is where our buddy, uh, Annalise went for a little while, right? That's the, uh, the yeah. little training thing and all. She was there and then she's moving on to something else now. Moving on, but nine, uh, eight days till open November 19th, uh, zero inch base. So 
but Woodward does a lot of, uh, they do that big training thing, right? They do a lot of, yeah, like park stuff and yeah. You want to learn how to do a flip, back back flip. flip. That's where I got to go. That's where you got to go, Brian. Woodward, baby. I'm looking right now. See, advanced. Do they have a a backflip? Old man backflip competition. (laughs) Old man. Competition and training. Oh, they got some they got some big bumps that you could try to take off on that. Nice. Dude, they got a whole indoor park where they teach little kids like skating and motocro uh, BMX. That's crazy. That's, That's awesome. So cool. Camps. Wait, I'm gonna find you a camp. I got it right here. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of learning to do a backflip. They have a cheer camp, but I don't think that's you. That could work. I can make they that work. Skate snowboard camp. We are going to roll into our main topic. Yes. And we're talking about must watches. Because there was two, two things that came out in the last week that ski snowboard fans really should check out. And the first one's a ski one. Second one's a snowboard one. Red Bull Media just came out with the ultimate run with Marcus yes. Elder. And this takes place in his home ski area of Kleinberg, Austria. I'm pretty sure I'm like 99% sure it's Klein. It is Kleinberg and it is Austria because they, what they did was they released it in multiple episodes. Mm. It's called the ultimate run. It's a season one, episode one, which is the actual film. It's about 10 minutes long. Like 10 minutes. It's 10 minutes. And they have already released two other ones, two more episodes. The second one I've watched, which is pretty much Marcus and the director talking through how they came up with this idea, how they filmed it. COVID, of course, ruining things for a while. And some of the outtakes. And some of them are kind of rough. Mm. And the third one, I haven't seen that one yet. So I don't know what that one's about. But this came out on Red Bull TV maybe a week well, ago. Looks like the tops. third one is re reinvention. Reinvention. There we go. They talk about a tri- uh, childhood dream opens a thrilling new door. Very okay. cool. Nice. So this is ultimate run behind the scenes and then reinvention. So, so if you've never seen Marcus Ader ski, he is just, I mean, he's a big mountain skier, but he also does, you know, he can do park tricks. He's, like just kind of like a like a candide, like that same sort of yeah, style of just do everything and do it extremely well. I gotta tell where they pick to film these things. It almost looks like a fake set. Like I don't know anywhere on the planet that looks like that. Yeah, like I think that's actually places. his home ski area. That's yeah, kind of what they talk about great. in that second one. Yeah. Now look it up, Kleinberg, Austria. It's just beautiful. Yeah, there's some. Some interesting things about it. again. It's I don't really think you do spoilers for a ski film because the guy skis and it's awesome. But you know, it starts off again. He starts at the top and goes down. And there's like a, a tunnel he goes through and drives goes through a castle, lands on a truck, flips off the truck. It's that castle is pretty cool. He zips through the castle. Cool. Great music tunnel. throughout the whole thing. And I will tell yeah. you, second song in that. Eric B and Rakim, Don't Sweat the Technique. As an old school hip hop fan, I was loving that. And I will tell you what I found in my basement. Boom. Maxi single. Don't Sweat the Technique. Dude, do you have anything to play that on still? 
Well, that's the trouble. Yeah, I have, I have nothing to play this on. But <laughs> you got your mixtape going. Like you can't even play that shit on anything. Y'all didn't know. This is what how I rolled, baby, back then. <laughs> I heard that song come on. I was like, oh. Now just imagine. Imagine. Brian's like, oh, this is my jam. Everybody, watch out. It's my jam. Imagine. Imagine someone told Eric B back in 1992 <laughs> that, hey man, just so you know, in about 30 years. There's going to be this Austrian kid <laughs> who's going to be doing this crazy stuff on a mountain. We're going to have drones and helicopters filming what? him. Drones? What the hell, fool? That's craziness. He's going to be skiing off of trucks through castles, and we're going to use your song during it. He's Dude, going to be like... You just you just explained Hot Tub Time Machine. Brother be cracking. <laughs> That's right. This is peak crack epidemic, man. He'd be, <laughs> he would say you were... My man is tripping. He's he's cracked out. There's no tripping. way. I don't know what he's talking about. That boy be tripping. Just think about like what the kind of footage you can get now. And like you watch any footage from 1992. Yeah. It's all like ghetto ass handheld. Handheld. Shoulder held cameras. And it's all grainy. You know it's funny. It you see like these garbage. movies now where people want to use the handheld to get that feel. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't translate now. Like, there was a time when it like fit, but like now it's kind of like you're just trying too hard. Kind of. I just got a new iPhone. This phone camera is better than probably the f- cameras that NASA was using in 1992. Yeah. Like it's ridiculously good. Dude, it's like the commercial. You're going to make a, a short on that. You're going to make a full feature film on your phone now, right? That's what they're made for. You just make a, make a freaking movie on your phone. Boom. Who, who needs a big, who needs to have a big film production thing? They're a bunch of chumps. Boom. That's a movie. Maxi single. This is a maxi single. Boom. Eric B and Rakim. Don't sweat the technique. A maxi oh. single. Dude, you got to play that. You got to find something to play that on. I can't believe you got it in your hand. It's like gold, but you can't even play it. I don't even know how I could listen to it. There's got to be. There's got to be an app on your phone. You, gotta, you can hold the hold the cassette up to the phone <laughs> and it plays. Right? Isn't that a thing? No, it's called go to Amazon and buy like a cheap ass like thing to play it in. So this movie, it's just super fun. It's in Lower Austria. I see it. What's that? It's in Lower Austria, about 73 miles west of Vienna. Okay. That sounds delightful. Yeah. I want it, to Vienna really bad. Well, you know, if we weren't doing Under the Ropes podcast episode, we had a perfect story for that about the how a brothel in Vienna is giving away 30 minutes to gentlemen who get their vaccines for COVID. Oh. You saw that one. I thought they. I thought you were gonna say they give him thirty minutes over to um to hang out with. <laughs> oh, you get thirty minutes just for getting your COVID vaccination. I thought you get to hang out with Marcus Elder for thirty minutes. That would be that actually be much better. You get to spoon with him for thirty. You need all kinds of other vaccinations after you're with those ladies, and I assure you. Yeah, truck yeah, full so, of vaccines. So this video is awesome. You can watch it on at RedBull.com. Yeah, it's 10 minutes. You can breeze through it. That's for the first episode. And you got two more for now. I don't know how many they're going to have total. They may have said, I didn't listen. I didn't hear it. I got to say, like, it's a good spoiler to tell you it's only 10 minutes because you know what? You set aside 15 minutes, sit there, hang out, be prepared for it, pay attention for 10 minutes. It's great. It's relaxing. It's very relaxing. Zen like. It looks like the second one is 18 minutes and the third one is seven minutes. So. All right. That's, that's good. You got a half an hour. You're pretty much uh, a little. You got to watch this hour. on the biggest screen you can too. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I have 
have some wicked speakers too. You don't want you don't yeah. want to deny Eric being Rock Kim. That's right. But like the visuals are great in this, and he just is it's a fucking animal. This guy. Oh, dude, I watched it. And I was like, I suck at skiing. I'm done. I'm gonna go find you something else ski. to do. You can't even ski. Just I give can't up. even ski. Like useless, <laughs> useless. Except when he went on the ice, that whole patch of ice. I was like, I could do that shit. That was gnarly. That's Killington. We've definitely been on Killington where it's just like That's that. Good. I could do that shit. One of those days where it's like too, just sliding. I was like, I, I've been there. Dude, one of those days where it's like 50 degrees and raining the night before. And then all of a sudden it drops to like 10 degrees the next day. And you're like, well, I know exactly what this is going to be like. And I'm built for it. Yep. I'm ready. Oh, I saw the part that freaked me out a little bit. So he jumps off of one peak thing and comes down like a 50 foot face of another peak. And they're like these bullets. You'll see it in the, in the, in the movie when you, it's about one, one ten in. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Minute and five in. Dude, that looks like some sort of like, it's weird. Yeah. Those giant boulders. It's like a Stonehenge of, of ice and snow. Ski hinge. Yeah. But that whole area is like glaciers, right? Like yeah. it's wild. It's like big chunks of ice, snow that have been like turned up. Yeah. Yeah. By the little part of it starts getting into town though. Like that little tiny ridge he goes down and. Yeah. Oh, it looks like, like super sketchy, but super awesome. I love how he skis into the resort and then he's like, you know, there's snow barriers. He's like doing rails on them and shit. It's <laughs> yeah. great. He's like, there's a line. There's the ropes. Yeah, we're going to launch underneath these. It's awesome. But yeah, it's phenomenal. Definitely check it out. And then another thing you got to check out, just released this week on HBO, Dear Rider, which is the Jake Burton story. Mm. And of course, you know, Jake died tragically just, I mean, it must have, I think it was... Two years ago? It was almost two years ago. I think it was December of COVID has me all messed up. Like I'm trying to gauge everything from COVID. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Like you just, you forget how fast these last two years it's it's gone super fast, but also super slow the last two years. Right. Yeah. So he died. It was November of 2019. So yeah, it was almost, almost exactly two years ago. Yeah. And this movie just, it's his life. You know, it starts out again. I don't want to give a give away too much, but I didn't know kind of the history of snowboarding. Like I knew a little bit about it. Just, you know, I was skateboarding back then and, you know, skateboarding and snowboarding kind of weaved in and out of each other Yeah, back in like the eighties and early nineties. But just to see the way he took this, you know, he's with that whole, the snurfer, which is kind of what caught his attention the, the yeah. birthday or Christmas present that he got back in the day. And that was like pretty much, it looked like a little mini snowboard, but it had the rope in the front. Like a, like a, imagine a sled. Yeah. Like that's a, what it was like a, a more little... narrow sled with yep. a rope in the front. So you kind of would stand on it sideways, like a surfer and ride that down. Hmm. And there was originally a follow, you know, people did that. People would compete snurfing the snurfer and then he you know had a regular day job hated his life in new york city and decided to start making boards that's awesome 
But you know what people don't realize is how important it was to just the ski and snow industry, right? Like you think, oh, I never, I'll never snowboard. What a snowboard. I hate snowboarders. I don't care, whatever. But snowboarding was very important to the ski industry. It got a lot of people into being on the snow and going to resorts that never did before. Right. So it was, it was kind of nice and reached out to a different demographic and appealed to a younger crowd. And, you know, it was, I don't know, something that was, I don't know, fun and exciting for the, for the whole ski snow snowboard industry. Well, that was the coolest thing about, or one of the most interesting things I found in the documentary. And one of the cool things, you know, the reason why they called it Dear Rider is because every year when they did the Burton catalog, Jake would write a, like a letter awesome. in it. And that's how he always addressed it. And it was just interesting seeing how, I mean, think about baseball. Like how much has baseball changed in your lifetime? I mean, pretty much not at all. The game yeah. itself, it's right. still that still a glove there's just more nike logos on everything now yeah that's pretty much how it's general. changed yeah but, you know gloves are still gloves bats are still bats ball still a ball you know not much has really changed tremendously it's kind of been like you know subtle iteration except for instant replay <laughs> but the game itself like the game and the tools yeah, itself exactly when you Same. look at those early snowboarding videos you know with the string in the front or when the bindings were all wacky and in the, in the, some of the footage they were showing the bindings were way in the back, like almost yeah. like, almost like riding the edge. You had no tail and it was all just, just the tip, like a whole long, you know, front of it. Yeah. Which was, which was really kind of cool. And they were shown too, like Stratton was the first place they were able to, to actually snowboard at and they had to get certified so they could actually go and ride on the slopes there. That's and awesome. like you mentioned, you know, the ski industry was starting to to have a, a, a downturn. It was yeah. downturn. And then snowboarding revitalized it. And one of the, the cool things, you know, Jake said in there is like, you know, he's like, one thing that makes us all family as snowboarders is that our parents didn't do this. Like no one like passed this down to us. Like we all chose this because this mm. is like a new thing and we all chose it and it brought us all together. I yeah. that was pretty kind of a cool message. And, and they're kind of going through like the Olympics, how they like totally biffed it in like 98 and Nagano, like they were spelling snowboard wrong on the boards. Like it was just a lot of the pros, like the best pros didn't want to go. So it was, and then when they went to park city or Salt Lake city in 2002, it was totally different. Like yeah. everything was done right. And that's kind of what, put snowboarding on the map. And then of course the whole Sean white era right after that. And it was just, it was cool seeing kind of the history of snowboarding and how, you know, he just wanted this. Like he almost like willed it into existence because it didn't exist. And he found something interesting about it and just would not quit and just push through. But I think a lot of people that are love the story of Jake Burton and and the man he was, the person he was, right, was was just, he loved the sport, you know, and he brought something that he loved to everybody. And I think everybody appreciated it. So it's very, very good to see. I didn't see this. I saw it like we were talking before we started the podcast and I just renewed my HBO subscription. I was like adding stuff to my list and I was like, oh my God, this Jake Burton story. I'm like, I want to watch this. Um but I put it in my thing yesterday 
and didn't watch it. I watched Kirby Enthusiasm instead because I was like, with the <laughs> wife, she wanted to watch that. I was like, all right, let's watch that. I'll watch the Jake Burton story later. And um, we're talking today and you're like, oh yeah, I just saw it yesterday. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, I made sure, you know, I, we talked about it a few weeks ago when they announced it and I got, you know, I'm on the Burton email list and saw that it just came out and made sure I watched it that, that second day. So I watched it the Wednesday and yeah, it was just, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking when you see someone who was so loved and was such a, a pioneer and a person who was just full of joy. Like you just kind of see him. He just, he loved having fun. He loved being in the snow. Yeah. You know, it, and I, I also watched McConkey this weekend, which I watched like every couple months because mm. I, that, I mean, Shane's story is just so awful and so beautiful at the same time. And again, these, these people who are so passionate and they just, they have they these early life exits in a way, right? out of life. And like, you've never met them. You don't know them, but they've like affected the way you live your life. And yeah. they were taken way too young for very different reasons, but it just, but you see like they, they took their life and they maximized their time. They didn't mm. waste it. They maximized it. They like, you know, this sucks. My life is tough and it sucks right now, but I know what I'm doing is going to put me in a better spot in five to 10 years or something. Maybe that wasn't even the grand vision, but you could tell they were just, they're pushing towards passion. And it's and that's a little something bit of majority, like too. they're looking past the common bullshit. Like they could care less about the caramel macchiato at Starbucks. They want, they have a different goal, right? Like they're, they're looking for something that gives their life a little more purpose and actually touches other people, you know? Well, yeah. Passion. I mean, that's something that, passion. that if you look at our society today, we are drastically lacking. Yeah. We talk about it a lot and a lot of people say, oh, I'm passionate about this, passionate about that. And then you look at it, it's like, wow, that's a very superficial thing to be passionate about. It's good for you, but it doesn't translate to other people sometimes. I'm passionate you know? about fashion. Yeah. When you okay. meet somebody that's passionate about what they do, you kind of know it and it infects everybody around them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like, if you have to say I'm passionate about something and people don't notice that in you already, mm -hmm. you're not as passionate as you think you are. It's yeah, right? it's true. You're, you're pretty much, you're, you're pretty much grifting at that point. You're grifting your passion because if you're not yeah. doing it and living, if you have it, to like, promote yourself, then you're, you're, you're that way to yourself, but you're not the external person you think you are, you know? It's almost like people, yeah, are trying to convince themselves they're passionate, that they're actually have some value and purpose and aren't, aren't just going through the motions like everybody else. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I never even thought of it that way. And I know I, I feel guilty of it all the goddamn time. I mean, we do this podcast. We've been doing it now for what? Five, six years. Billion years. Both of our lives have changed tremendously from when we started doing it. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I... I hate the most is that I feel like I'm, I'm not putting enough into this that I would want to. I, cause I feel like when we were on the slopes every, every week. Yeah. Different. I felt like I was more connected to all our listeners and the podcast. And it's absolutely drives me crazy that I'm not doing that all the time. And I was talking to you before we started the podcast that last weekend, took my son rollerblading 
for the first, awesome. I mean, it's, I've seen him a couple times, but it means just kind of pulling him around for five minutes and he's bored. This was like a real deal right there for an hour. <laughs> first half an hour was a little bit rough, but he got the hang of it. After half an hour, he's skating on his own and I'm skating with him. He's like I'm freedom. Pushing right? my wife or not my wife, huh, pushing my daughter <laughs> in this stroller, in like a jogging stroller while I'm skating. I'm uh, like, I haven't had this awesome. much fun since I was on the snow a few months ago. That's awesome. Like these are the the things. I mean, there's nothing I do at my day job that brings me any sort of joy, that gives me any sort of satisfaction. I could have the boss pull my pants down and suck me off and I would not feel any excitement or passion Dude, with Compared his beard, like I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> I'm joking. Too much stubble, too much <laughs> chafing. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's just, there's just nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. And again, we're, we're so tied into this bullshit. You got to make this much money. You got to do this. You got to do that. But these people, like, again, like a Shane McConkie, like a Jake Burton, they followed their passion and eventually a career, uh, endorsements a brand follow yeah but this is why people follow people like that because they see the passion in them it's it just radiates and they're like drawn to it like i don't know something unknown you're just drawn to it you're like i don't know what it is but they have something they know something they're they're clued into something about life that i um, i want right or at least i want to be around like maybe you have you know and they're grabbing onto it, not not necessarily realizing what they're doing, but they're that's why they move us. You know, that's why, you know, people follow them and are interested in their lives because because they're passionate about what they do. And it's just, you know, they're not necessarily conscious about everybody else and how it affects them, maybe after, but they are who they are. And it's just it's just people see that. Like you you just see it as human beings, you see that in other people. That's yeah, pretty amazing. I, and know? I think it's, I think part of it too is that, you know, as an outsider, you look at them and you think like, oh man, they must have like the cheat code. Like, yeah, did they yeah. figure out the cheat code to life? Right. And can so I like flocks to them? Like, and, I want, I want to get a little bit of what they have. Like, yeah. maybe it'll rub off. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, maybe I can look at their homework and see what they're, yeah. you know, what, uh, what he was writing down there. And I could put that on my paper. Yeah. And, you know, there's people that I wouldn't say take it for granted, but don't realize how much they impact other people. Right. So we were just talking about Angel Collinson, you know, and then we were talking about John Collinson off like, you know, before the podcast. And I tell you, what, you know, those are people, Dan Egan, John Egan, like, you know, these people, they go on their life and they're like, you know, they, they, they fit in their in their mind, they, they fit into the role of a normal person. And what am I going to do at this stage of my life? But they don't realize how many people they've touched, right. In a good way. Like they've inspired people, you know, and, and gotten people motivated to do stuff. Like, cause think about it, like uh, without those people like on the screen or writing a book or being the people they were, I don't think a lot of us would have done the things we, you know, I don't know if we'd have this podcast right now. I don't know if some people, they they might have motivated people to get into skiing or to get into, you know, um, backcountry skiing, whatever it is. But they've touched a lot of people's lives, you know, in mass, not just one or two people's lives. And that's that's just as good. But when when you can do that in mass, it's it's incredible. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. again, one of those things you want to, you want to hope they realize it. Cheat code. Yeah. But you hope they realize it too. Cause then they go through life thinking, oh, I'm just a normal schmo or whatever, but they're not. They, they don't realize who they really are. You know what I mean? To other people. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's very possible. You know, you look at, it's one of those things too, is a lot of times they maybe not realize until it's too late. You know, like you want to stop and smell the roses and appreciate what you have yeah. while you have it. Because again, this is all fleeting. You know, you never know when, when your number is going to be called. So you might as well go out there and, and have the most fun, make the most impact while you can. Yeah. Yeah. So I would highly recommend this film. It's, it's, it really is a fantastic story. It is pretty much the history of snowboarding, but also to the, the man behind it and just the kind of person he was, you know, one cool thing that I didn't know about was the whole, I guess, I don't know if rivalry with Sims with a Tom Sims who had like the rival snowboard company back Hmm. in the day. And it was alleged that, you know, at a trade show, like Sims saw the Burton snowboard and stole the design. And, and then there was a bit about, I guess some clown patented the snowboard at some point uh, before they all did. And Jake had to buy the patent and was shutting down a bunch of little guys. And that's when it was like a whole just, thing. Just like, like he, those a-holes buying URLs for whatever, just holding them. Right. Yeah. Pretty much squatting like cyber squatters in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Same idea. But that's what they were saying. He's like, you know, they became like the big guy, you know, they were always like the underdog, the rival, but they became like, they yeah. became the big guy. And that's when they were like, it sue a few people and it pissed you know, but a lot you know, of people off. If and, you think about the, it's like we talk about craft beer, right? Like everybody's like, Oh, I want to be a craft beer, the good craft beer brewer. Well, if you're really successful, you look at Boston brewing beer company, right? The, the Sam at like, they're small. They're still considered craft brewer, but they're huge, right? So yeah. at what point do you not consider them a craft brewer? Do you consider them craft brewer because of quality beer or because they're small, right? Being small doesn't mean you're you're better or worse. It means you're small, right? Being big doesn't mean you're better or worse. It means you're bigger. It doesn't, has no nothing to say about who you are, right? So I think yeah. it's just a natural progression of when you're successful. It's success, and sometimes people have a hard time dealing with that too. Oh, for you sure. Know, they think mm-hmm. they're not worthy because they're, they've moved into what they didn't think they wanted to be. But now you're in the driver's seat. That's where you move the market to, to be what you think it should be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, again, it all comes down to the passion, following the passion going with it and not compromising. That seems to be all the people that we look at and try to emulate and idolize are those people. And, you know, again, I think about it every single day. You know, I think about my kids and what, what are they going to see dad as? Are they going to see him as it's just this, this corporate clown who commutes every day? Some guy that goes into the basement like a Unabomber and does a podcast for something yeah. yeah, exactly. Like that's, I think about that every single day and I, you know, I, I want them, you know, every, every kid, you know, worships their parents until they're like six. 
And it's like, well, what do you, what do you bring to the table here? Like, what do you, I mean, I got half of you in me. So hopefully some of this is going to, going to give me the tools to succeed and not just be a, a clown like you are. So, but must watches because I think these movies really bring out emotions and thoughts about our lives. I mean, it's good when you see something like that, you see somebody's story and then you start reflecting on your life and you're reflecting on what they meant to you. And the Mark's elder, you're looking at like that and saying, shit, I should have spent more time skiing. Right. Like, but then you look at like I was doing other stuff. So that is the back and forth. No, that you're spot on. That's the thing. You should be skiing and snowboarding more. (laughs) That's what it all comes down to. But ultimately, like we are ski bums, like wannabe ski bums, like we live lives where we have responsibilities, families, the whole thing. And, you know, in our minds, we're still ski bums, you know, but these guys we idolize because they are the ski bum that's, that's living the dream. And they didn't, they're not copping out like we are at the moment, (laughs) but you got to realize too, like there's 99% of the world that's copping out, right? They have other stuff. To go, you know, unless you got a pile of cash to fall back in, it's hard to say, I'm just going to quit and just do whatever and live off the land. Like you, you just can't do it. So I don't you know. These find movies a way. are great. You can you find, find a way. way. That's it right. depends how bad do you want it? It's, it's a trial for everybody. You got to find your own way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's good that this is movie time, everybody gets all excited. These are two good ones to get you started. And then all the trailers are going to start from all the other ones. Oh, they're already out. Trailers are out. It's almost. Yeah. Trailer season's already done and everybody's getting ready for the movies, right? Oh yeah. Uh, I already got my tickets for Warren Miller next week. So next week already. Check that out. Yeah. I looked in the coming. There's no way I can come and then get back and because I have a bowling tournament that I'm going to be in that Saturday and then (laughs) the Giants and Bucks game on Monday. (laughs) So. Nice. not gonna happen so yeah. i thought about it i was like well i'll do that and then i'm planning skiing so yeah i already so regulated I'm... myself i'm not skiing before new year's wow it's a big bold assumption out there but things could change any things moment could change yeah i'm ready to go i got like a you know saying i got benjamin his skis i uh I got, I got my other skis mounted here, but I got some other things coming down, but I'm excited. I'm psyched. I'm inspired. So I Let's sit just... in this place every day for work and now I do the podcast right here. So this is work for me. And then I do the podcast and I got my skis sitting right there. Let's go look over here. They I got are. my skis sitting right there and they look at me with angry eyes every day saying we are dying up here on this wall. We are we sweating our there. balls off. That's right. It's hot here. I got to look at you. I'm inside. I want to be out in snow. They curse me every day. Yeah. I hear them. I hear them talking. Listen to, to your skis. Yeah. It's like red Listen. rum. Ski rum. Ski bum. <laughs> Ski, Ski bum. Ski bum. Ski bum. I'm backwards. <laughs> yeah. That's what they say to me. <laughs> Mub. That would be. Mubix. 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 They say to me all the time, Mubix. Mubix. I'll be scribbling that on a pad like over and over. Yeah. One day. All and work just, and no ski makes Mario a dull boy. That's right. And I just, I leave the house and I just get on a plane and I go somewhere and ski. That's, that's not a bad idea. I like it. Everybody stays away from me. They're like, he's fucking crazy. And then I just leave. I think Red Bull should sponsor us for that story. 
dude, that would be great. That'd be great just to do, like freak out your family, but like he just left. I don't know where he went. Just came back five days later with a big ass grin on his face. <laughs> he is. He does not mention those five days. What he did. That's right. He's got he a little windburn, and we don't we don't ask questions. That's it. <laughs> just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Went away with his skis. Comes back happy. Yep. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up the old podcast for the week. We'll put the links in the show notes to those movies so you can take a look at them for yourselves. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out. Skibonpodcast.com. We are on your favorite social media apps, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, untapped at Skibone Podcast. Send us an email, skibonepodcast at gmail.com. If you want stickers, send us an email, DM us on Instagram. We'll get you some stickers so you can plaster them over everything when you're skiing this year we got a shop skibumpodcast.com slash shop get some stuff get some Do stuff holiday season we don't we're sold out gotta order more we'll order more thank you so much talk to you about that offline we gotta order more yes we do thank you so much for listening we do appreciate it and we'll talk to you guys next week stay high stay polluting see ya